In the valley of the jolly Oh, oh, oh Green children Every year At the Woolpit Harvest They judge green children Against all comers And St. Martin's Land children Always wins The green ribbon Oh, oh, oh Green children They say I'm disturbed From city to city an incredible hysterical panic spread I think we're getting into a weird area here Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Hysteria. You can't handle the truth. His brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. Here. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that's never met any green children. But we're willing to bet that could be due to the restraining order. This is Hysteria 51. What can I say? Kids are jerks. <laughs> Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, we are your hosts and resident uh, dermatological pigmentation experts, <laughs> Brent Hand and John Goforth. <laughs> That's right, John. Weird story for tonight's show. Could be folklore, could be true. I mean, either way, I know if a green kid showed up my house speaking, uh, I guess, an unknown language and looking weird, weird clothes, I'd probably just turn off the porch light. That's what I do when they come at Halloween. You know? <laughs> so, uh, I've had practice. I mean, it's just kind of like Halloween, only it's uh, not October 31st. Right? That's true. Speaking of green, I bet you're both green with envy. See what I did there? <laughs> I do, and I don't like it. That other voice you're hearing is the one and only conspiracy bot. See, bot's actually a robot I built to help make the show better. Instead, he sits around all day plotting our demise, drinking heavily, and launching spurious companies. I don't know what that means, but I'll take it as a compliment. Speaking of my companies, you know I started a brand of Alka. Uh, yeah, yes, we, know. we, we know. We are very, very aware. Yep. You're calling it bot booze. The bottles of rubbing alcohol you're stealing, writing bot booze on in Sharpie, I believe, and then reselling. We uh, know the story. That, that's crayon. John. Oh, is that crayon? Crayon. He bought. He bought. He at least he went high dollar on the crayons. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no need to be rude. Anyway, my uber successful startup that is seeing hockey stick growth is getting yet another honor. We just earned a subpoena from the state of Illinois. <laughs> you got subpoenaed. You know what that is, right? You know what that means. I'm assuming an award. It goes on to say conspiracy bot. You are hereby commanded to produce for inspection on or before April 20th at 12 noon at the Cook County Courthouse. Any and all documents, records, or other tangible things which are in your possession or under your control relating to the production, sale, and distribution of bot booze. That we couldn't be further from award, dude. Okay, maybe an honor of some type. Either way, it's exciting. There is one downer about it, though. What's that, Seabot? They included Brent's name on it, too. I guess he's getting some of my credit, too. Useless meat sack. <laughs> Dude, you're a defendant! Uh, I'm, I'm turning green, all right. Like, I'm hulking out. <laughs> I can't believe you're holding... You know, never mind. I'll get a lawyer and we'll clear this up. In the meantime, John... We got a show to do. We do, and it involves green kids. It does. You know what? We're going to take a little bit of a trip back in time. We're going to go back in time. Yeah, it's the 12th century, if we're to believe what the fake big calendar company pushes on us. We all know that we're probably actually in the Middle Ages still. Hashtag phantom time. This is a time giving you a little flavor for it here, a little color. Streets in Paris are just being paved. Uh, the Second Crusade was being organized by Louis the Seventh. King Stephen is in charge of England, and a couple of green-skinned kids turn up in Woolpit, a village in Suffolk. Hashtag Green Lives Matter. Yes, hey, let me ask you, Seabot, yes, yes. that's your second hashtag. Do you know why anyone would put a hashtag on something? Because they want to get pounded. <laughs> it's not pound. That's, I mean, that's, that's, not, not, a, that's not what not, it means yeah. anymore. See, I, I didn't think you knew. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple things to clear up there. First... This I would offer. This might be the stinkiest time in history. Um, well, you just shit, and they threw it out the window. The win- <laughs> yeah. You know. Also, um, uh, the average life expectancy seventeen. No, I made that up, but I mean, people didn't live very long. Yeah, but uh, you know what? It's a believable. I would gone with twenty-seven, but you know, that's just me. Uh, how many family members do you have? Two. Where are the rest? The plague. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you said King Stephen is in charge of England. That is up for debate. Depending on when this actually happened, it could have been Henry II. Yeah. So there are two people which are the people, the purveyors of the story. 
we'll get into them who wrote the stories. But yeah, that's the the accepted thing usually is King Stephen, but it could be, you know, and, and it could be a Henry. Like, it not, could be, a, you know, it's not like those were hundreds of years apart. That'd be like saying uh, when X, Y, Z happened was Bush or Clinton in right. office. They're right next to each other. It's yeah, just, it's just. We aren't sure. Exactly. So the story in and of itself. People claim that literally one day a boy and a girl showed up. They were siblings and they looked normal at a glance, except they had green color to their skin. And before you go off on a tangent here, people, they were not Venusians. Remember, Venusians have purple That's skin. Purple skin, a, pur- a beautiful purple hue. But there's the purple was close enough to ours to pass as you know, just a pallor of of our pa- right, yeah, right, right. So they also spoke an unknown language, and this one's odd. I, I like this one. The only thing they would eat raw broad beans. See, about do you know what a broad bean is? Damn right, I do. I eat them with a nice key and tea. <laughs> That's right. They're fava beans. It's funny. I did know they were fava beans, but um, the term broad beans is coming back. Uh, there's a snack that I actually have picked up uh, in in a, in a Dwayne Reed or Walgreens or somewhere a few times. Uh, it's really good. It's called Enlightened, and they are like you know you know you know what corn nuts are. Right? Yeah, they're they're fr- they're like, like hard broad beans. Yeah, they're like hard bar- broad beans, and they're flavored. Like they, like they, they're they're or crunchy sriracha. or whatever. And they're really good. I've had them, and have you had the? Um, they also have. Wasabi peas that are that way, sure, and, sure, and sure. lots of lots of like vegetables are now being made into snacks, which yeah. is uh, a, a good thing. <laughs> well, let's be clear. The problem is they're they're pricey. Broad beans are legumes. 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 That's right. So the story goes on to say that eventually they learned to eat other food. They lost their green hue. Uh, the boy was sick, and uh, they baptized them both. That he died. Because we all know alien, green skin, you name it, you baptize them and they get a Christian burial. We have learned that through the show. I think, uh, what was the, Aurora, Texas? Yeah, give them a Christian burial. <laughs> uh, they literally are three foot tall and have three fingers. Christian burial. <laughs> <laughs> you know, scientists come along, hey, uh, we'd love to see that extraterrestrial body you had. Sorry. Jesus put him in a hole. <laughs> Jesus didn't do that. You did that. I knew you. I knew you were a cop. Is that what he says? Or I knew He's, you were... uh, well, uh, the actual quote is, God didn't do that. You did that. I knew you were a fucking narcotics agent. That's right. That's right. So they say the girl adjusted to life, but, and this is my favorite part, she was considered to be rather loose and wanton in her conduct. She banged a lot of dudes. <laughs> of course, you know, when they write rather loose and wanton in their conduct, that could mean, you know, they talk during dinner. So I did look that up. And uh, because I didn't know for sure, and wanton in the older English was sexually promiscuous. Um, so it's the second uh, if you read the the definition. So uh, they were definitely throwing some jabs at her sexually. We are also going to get into. There's two versions of this story from that time period. That description only came from the second version. In another version, that was where she was a essentially a house uh, a maid. Uh, maid. Uh, yeah. yeah. In another version, she is married. And here's the kicker. After she learned, she, the, the girl who survived, learned to speak English, she explained that her and her brother come from St. Martin's land. Land down under. It's a subterranean world inhabited by all green people. Maybe. That's, that's a, that's a hell, not only green people, everything was green. The, the vegetation, the animals, the everything, her clothes. That's a hell of a statement. That's a hell of a story. It's a, uh... No matter whether this story is true or not, and even if it is true, no matter where these children came from, there's a lot of supposition. It hasn't the it hasn't been proven. There's a lot of supposition that where we get little green men from Mars mm-hmm. actually is rooted in this story because or this they're folklore. from somewhere else and they were green. Right, and it's right. funny how things like that persist. There's more than one story out there that. That this story informed later throughout the century. There's more than one, and we'll get into this later too. Uh, you know, green, you know, chasing the green fairy when you drink an absinthe. Well, fairies were thought to be green and things like that. And that all ties into this whole story. So that week was the longest month of my life. <laughs> I ain't seen shit. <laughs> so break time. But when we come back, we're going to talk could this story be true? And what are the actual details to it? That's coming up on Hysteria 51. <laughs> We'll be right back. 
Bonjour, David. Me amo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm -hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're 50% oh. off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. <laughs> That's the noise you make when you pop a bean. <laughs> nice key, Auntie. You know, I think that some of these stories get extra mileage because it's kids. Yeah, and I wonder if if you're going to make up a story, do you do you know that and and pick that? Not to say that this isn't true because we don't know. Would it be as alluring or lurid? Well, not lurid. That's two forty three year old bachelor <laughs> showed up in a <laughs> yeah, <wolf pit>. right. <laughs> 
tornado wolf pit. They happen to be green. Oh, it's gonna be a I can't understand what they're saying. They probably thought they were drunk and killed them. But since they were children. It's essentially the Mork and Mindy pilot. Yeah, exactly. John, you were talking about how this story has kind of, you know, a couple different people that talk about it. There's different sources. Let's talk about them. It was written by two guys. First, Ralph of Cogshell, and he died in 1226, and William of Newburgh. Like, they didn't really have uh, last names. There's just like, you were John of, I guess, Nightingale. That's the, <laughs> the road you grew up on in, in when we were kids. John of Nightingale. I, I, had, I was Brit of Sparrow. That was the side road. We we're both birds. <laughs> Two birds of a feather. Yeah. Hey-o! Uh, and uh, William of Newburgh, he died in 1198. They both reported on this sudden unexplained arrival uh, in the village of these two green-skinned children during one summer. Now, often in, in more recent writings and times, when two writers write about the same circumstance, it, it's not necessarily predictive of it being true. It's more likely... Uh, we're all using the same source material right. and both trying to get rich or whatever. Back then, these two definitely, uh, uh, well, I shouldn't say, never say definitely when you're talking mm-hmm. about something this old, likely didn't know each other, likely weren't aware of each other, yeah. and didn't know about each other's writings. Word of mouth. Yeah, you know, they both heard the story and they, they put it to paper. Ralph was an abbot at a monastery. Uh, he was from about 26 miles south of Woolpit. And William was a canon. What's a canon? Do you know what that means? What? Uh, it shoots cannonballs when That's you light right. the big wick. Yeah, they, they they shoved a thing up his ass and he spit it out. He, he was to the north uh, of there, far off. So they n- neither of them were very close to Woolpit. I believe a, a cannon is involved in some sort of religious ceremony. I would assume so. Almost like a, a librarian for the church, I think. A, a holder of religious law and books, dogma, things like that. I don't know. I, I'm trying to. I'm looking it up, and and it's it's kind of hard to understand. All I can all I can think of when people say canon is when they decide what from the Star Wars universe is and is not canon. Right. Is this canon? <laughs> yeah, you're right. So William he states in his account, uh, quote, there are from reports from a number of trustworthy sources. Sold. I'm done. There you go. And Ralph states in his account, he, he's written some time during the 1220s. He incorporates information from Sir Richard de Saline of Wicks, Wikes, who reportedly gave the children a place to stay six miles north of Woolpit. So None. he got it from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Normally, you would think that the first account written, which would be William's account, would be the the first one tends to be the more accurate one. That's normally yeah. how it goes. In this case, th- th- we're not saying that it is or isn't, mm-hmm. but it's interesting to note that Williams is essentially a game of telephone. Ralph's is also a game of telephone, but a short. I mean, these are all. It's all at least third hand information. But right. Ralph's comes from the guy who put them up in right. his house. Now, al- this uh, is not allegedly. This is not un unheard of that's normal usually when when stories like this you know it comes from word of mouth or someone who saw it and right somebody's got to write it down the, the the thing john's getting at here is the accounts do differ in some details so what did they say john what do they say about what happened so william says that one year during harvest uh, and harvest time is just when a bunch of people are out in the fields harvesting things yep. with sickles that the these two kids showed up mm-hmm. they literally just showed up one day and they went and grabbed them because they're kids and it's like okay let's uh yeah Let's save them. They obviously look a little malnourished, and they're fucking green. Right. And the, other than the fact that they were green, they uh, he says they spoke an unknown language, which it's funny that people really, really, really lock in on that part of the story. Like, oh, were they from another universe? Or maybe they were from, like, 10 miles away which where they funny. spoke another language. 10 miles away you know they didn't really speak a different language and i think that the thing okay that, 15 <laughs> the thing that's big there is people of that age and especially in that area didn't really wander you know what i right. mean you lived and died in a very small area and we'll get to a potential explanation later in the show yeah that could actually illustrate why they were speaking another language exactly. and it was from 10 miles away some of them will even explain why their clothes were quote-unquote weird to them and things like that right so we mentioned what William said. Ralph said something a little different. He said the children were taken to the home of Richard de Colney. Is that how you said? How I believe you? so. I don't know. Yeah. We'll say it different every time. <laughs> so of the home of Richard Day. <laughs> Ralph and William. Hey, Ricky, take these kids. 
<laughs> you need some new housemaids, right? Yeah. Uh, Ralph and William agree that the pair refused all food for several days until they came across some raw broad beans, which they loved. Yep. It's funny if you you can actually read William's account of this because it was translated by another writer years later. Mm-hmm. If you tr- if you want to read. Ralph's account, you have to go find the original Latin. They both wrote these in Latin. You have to go find the original Latin. I write in Latin. Well, that's true, and it's weird. When I'm asleep with my left hand. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't worry about that. (laughs) Nothing to see here, honey. (laughs) I know I scrawled that on your back. It's weird. Yeah, don't Uh, worry about it. Anyway, uh, if you throw that through through a, a translator... It doesn't read well, so it, yeah. But, but you can, you actually can go read William's account. And it's pretty right. interesting. They both agree that they ate broad beans almost by happenstance, like they were bringing them in from. We mentioned it was harvest time, and the, the kids like just started going nuts. Oh, thank God! Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, broad. Okay, finally. Yeah, raw, uh, right? Raw, yeah. raw, raw, raw. Finally, though, they started to eat regular food. As they ate regular foods, they lost their green color. Uh, the boy was sick, they said, when they got there. He was sickly, and he did die. They they, they did have the local church baptize them. And uh, the girl learns English because, you, you're, of course, you know, you're inundated with it. And she starts to tell the story uh, of where they came from. So she explains that they came from a land where the sun never shone and light was always like twilight. That's an interesting statement. Uh, the children called their home St. Martin's Land and everything there was green. And this all, I believe this all comes from Ralph's version. And they were unable to remember how they got to Woolpit. Uh, they had been herding their father's cattle when they heard a loud noise and suddenly found themselves by the wolf pit where they were found. Now, a wolf pit, wolf pit is named after wolf, uh, a wolf pit. A wolf pit is where they would herd wolves into to kill them, to trap them. Right. And wolf pit had <laughs> changed its name a lot over the years, but it's 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 named after wolf pit, which is what it was. But Ralph says that they had become lost when they followed the cattle into a cave, and after being guided by the sound of bells, eventually emerged into our Hand. My favorite town, named after a mammalian snare of some type, is Bear Trap. <laughs> Where's uh, Bear Trap? It says Wisconsin. <laughs> is it Wisconsin? I uh, either that or one of the Dakotas. <laughs> yeah, East Dakota is beautiful this time of year. Uh, Ralph said the girl was employed for many years as a servant, and uh, uh, Richard DeCalney or or Colney. I don't know. We know how. To, not, not sure how to say that. Richard Day. Yeah, Ricky's house. Uh, and she was considered to be, as we said, a whore. <laughs> and uh, William says that she eventually married a man from Kings Lynn, about 40 miles from Mulpit. Based on research into Ricky's family, or, uh, Richard de Colney's uh, family history, uh, the astronomer and writer Duncan Lunan has come to the conclusion that the girl was given the name Agnes, and that she married a royal officer named Richard Bear or Barry Barry B A R R E. So that this is research that was done much much later, like in the twentieth century. They these were real people, at least. Correct, they were real people, and you can actually follow back all the way to Richard and find his descendants. Yeah, and Agnes is and Agnes is descendants. So, my dear friends, what I'm saying is, what there was an asterisk next to it, and it said slut. So they were like, had to have been her. Well, no, the married version wouldn't have been a slut. You can be a slut and still get married. Well, that's true. I'm saying in this story. Uh, but I my, like to think she was a slut in all versions of the story. I, well, you've given this too much thought, and I'm concerned. Give me some of that green I'm, 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 <laughs> That's disgusting. I'm concerned. I'm not. I dig it. <laughs> my point is... If you were to subscribe to one of those, uh, you know, Twenty Three and Me, Ancestry, actually, let's turn this into a commercial. And if the Green Children were aliens, you could point directly to your background, your ancestry, to go, "Huh, look, I'm an alien." Yeah, I wonder if I'm related. Uh, you know, I'm from you know, my family's from England. Maybe I got some some, some Saint Martin D- Land yeah. DNA in me. Though, I guess one could argue we're all aliens because, as we all well know, the Anunnaki planted us mm-hmm. here thousands of years ago. Well, it was the last time that, that you know, Planet X flew by. Flew by, right, right. right. Yeah. Nibiru's next trajectory will probably either be wiped out or they'll just reseed us something. You know, it'll be fun. Wouldn't worry about it. Can't wait. 
the the stories are a little bit different, but they they both tell essentially the same story. And even though they break down as to what happened later, the interesting part certainly is where did they come from? Why were they green? Yeah. And how did they get here? Now, if she didn't have if she didn't speak English, is St. Martin's Land the way that we what did they actually call it St. Martin's Land or was that some sort of translation that she came up with from from where she was? I would think that it would be some version of that because St. Martin's a a, a proper noun. Mm-hmm. So even, like when you look at proper nouns across like a king, like, like St. Martin's Land. Like uh when you're watching John Wick and they're talking about they're talking in Russian or you know or whatever yeah. the, the blah 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 John Wick like yeah. the pronouns do, or the pronouns I'm sorry the proper nouns don't change exactly yeah so uh, assuming that it was from somewhere in this dimension it's funny also that they say that they were hurting one of the stories said they're hurting their father's cattle they went into a a cave and then they came out here where are the cattle where are green cattle did they run off and somewhere someone's like hey. That's not normal. Or did the cattle stay in there? They got lost and somehow uh, made it through. And that brings up all sorts of ideas of inner earth, stargates, portals, things like that. It's such a an, it's a, a wonderful story. Smorgasbord. Yeah, it's a wonderful story. It's an easy you know thing to say that just moves the story along one way or another. It, it's a wonderful uh, ex deus machina. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so, so let, let's let's think about this. It, depending on which version of the story you believe, obviously, let's say the origin is paranormal of some nature. Mm-hmm. It certainly changes which direction you'd go. Right. If they were walking through a series of tunnels and they let out, you know, the other story just says, "Hey, we lived in Saint Martin's Land." And across this vast river was uh, an area that uh, that wasn't dim like where we were. That was light and bright, we're and not we, supposed we to go there. and we eventually made it there. Right. That's much different than we wandered through a series well, of tunnels. And this isn't the only story of people that have showed up on Earth and didn't have explanation for people have actually there was a guy that had a passport from another land and he said he was from somewhere that almost like another dimension earth was kind of like it you know things like that this is not the only story of displaced visitors uh keanu reeves right i mean come on nice he is too great of he's not he's not from this world we all know that canada we all know that they're just that's just how they are (laughs) we're gonna go to break again but when we come back can this be explained what are the explanations we're gonna get to that when we come back on hysteria 51 whoa earth Earth. We can break this down into kind of four explanations for this story, I I think, is the easiest way to do it. This is kind of making it, probably breaking it down a little bit more rudimentary than it can be, but this is what we came up with. So the first one, it could just be folklore, as was big then and still today. They don't make up as much folklore. I think they call it now... Uh, Lies. Creepypasta. (laughs) (laughs) Or fake news. Right, exactly. So describing an imaginary encounter with the inhabitants of a fairy other world. Don't be so overly dramatic about it, Chuck. (laughs) In a few early as well as modern readings, the other world is extraterrestrial. uh, And the green children are alien beings. And that's where your mind goes. Well, the green part, right? We, we're trained to do that because little of green, green little green men. The other point being, we mentioned earlier that this informed a lot of future storytelling. Right. This story did. Many think you can trace back the origins of fairies and their childlike uh, appearance. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, fairies are green. You right. mentioned the green fairy right. that's absent before to this story as well. So many of the, like Tinkerbell, uh, doesn't exist without the green children of Woolpit. You're welcome. There's a wing. <laughs> Someone got their wings. Um, I didn't yeah. know where you were going there. I liked it, though. Uh, it makes sense, and it's funny because little things stick. I like how you said that Like you can trace these events back. It is funny how when you look and look and look and they'll look through history, and this is the first time where green stuff like this comes up, and then all of a sudden it spreads because this story – Back then, there was no TV. There was no radio. You hear a story like this, and you tell people. 
Right, an oral tradition. Uh, speaking of things that spread, another fake. Re- oh, the girl because she was a whore. Yeah, <laughs> good, good point. I'm going to defend Agnes. I I think she <laughs> had as much propriety. Anyway, so uh, second one could be folklore is fairy tales. They're just made up. The second one, it could be a garbled account of a real event, something that happened that just got. They told two friends, and they told two friends, and just like you said earlier, the telephone game, and it gets out of the way, out of hand. So it's impossibly certain whether the story, as recorded, is authentic report given by the children, or an adult invention made up by people. The study of accounts of children and servants fleeing from their masters led Charles omen to conclude that there is clearly some mystery behind it all of uh, the story of these children some story of drugging and kidnapping probably and jeffrey jerome cohen offers a different kind of look or historical explanation he argues that the story is an oblique account of the racial differences between the contemporary english and the indigenous britons so it's just a parable for wealth and want racial differences things like that and this is just a parable but it's based on things that were happening at the time which was suffering and and prejudice yeah i mean if you weren't from my three mile radius i probably hated you right and would beat you with a stick uh it's funny the the quote that you use from charles omen is so awesome um talking about the most unprovable story in history there is clearly there is clearly (laughs) it's obvious some sort of drugging and kidnapping obvious obviously that was happening at the time you know people didn't do things like that that was just one of the things when the kids didn't come home they were either eaten or taken and you just had more kids (laughs) (laughs) well let's try again do we do we need to name them jimmy again like is this jimmy two jj Jimmy Jr. J squared. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, here's another version. This is of, number three if you're keeping track at home. And this is also a version of perhaps it's an account of a real event. This is probably the most believable. That's not to say it's not without its flaws. Mm-hmm. Paul Harris came up with this. He he wrote for um, a magazine called the, the Fortean Times. And, Fortean, yeah. Yeah. We work in the Fortean universe. We do. We do. Fortean and and basically, and I'm I'm, go- I'm certainly going to uh, try try to try to uh, take this down to just a paragraph or two. He said it had to have happened in 1173 to be specific. Uh, Henry, that did- just makes fucking sense. Uh, uh, duh. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Henry II was the king, and the way we know that is there was a battle right then called the Battle of Fornum. The kids were children of Flemish immigrants. Obvi- that that certainly explains the weird garb in the language, right? That's the Flemish language, or th- that's that, just phlegm. That that's that's not it at all. That you you. I've alienated all our Flemish fans, of which there are many. <laughs> Look up the definition of many. I'm not lying. That's right. There's this battle of Fornum, and in theoretically. It happened right at this place called Fornum St. Martin, which would be the St. Martin's, Martin's land, land. Yeah. Uh, which is only 10 miles north of Woolpit. Okay. So there's a place called Fornum St. Martin, 10 miles north of Woolpit, and we're wondering where this St. Martin came from. Right. It's like a, a Flemish outpost. They're, they're people that live there. Well, that they, they well, outpost. They were there right. for the battle. Right. Um, and they escaped the battle. The kids did. It hid for a while in the forest. Specifically, there were flint, flint mines. You know, so they, there's the cave. Yeah, there's the cave. They then heard the bells. We mentioned bells earlier that brought them to the town. The church. Uh, they then heard the bells from Woolpit and followed it and wa- and just kind of were wandering. And here we are. And their skin was green. Maybe not the like when we think of this story, we think of it as being like green, like the color of leaves green. Mm. Maybe it just had more of that a pallor of green, and it was because of their malnutrition and then wandering in the flint mines. Right, exactly. That's certainly the most believable. It makes the most sense. There there was there was a, also the river they said that they would have to cross. Mm-hmm. There was a, I forget the name of the river, but there was a river right Sticks. there. Sticks. That was a different river. That is not the, that is not accurate. <laughs> but uh, there, there, are, there are a few challenges with this. First, they say that the people fighting at Fornum were mostly mercenaries. Yeah. And if that's They the were case, called the, the Catings, so they were Fornum Cating. Oh, Lord. Oh, boy. Uh, if that's the case, 
That's where that's where Agnes got the idea. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> if that's the case, would... yes, thank you, Siba. Would there have been would there have been kids there? I don't know. Um, I know I bring kids to battle all the time. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, a lot of it is kind of just convenience. Like it, the pieces fit together. Yeah, but well, they that's don't fit with most well. stories. You, that's how we piece together history. You know, you got to do that. So I mean, this- but I do think the most interesting part of that, the most interesting part of that, is Fornham St. Martin. Right. Like there is a, you're from St. Martin's Land. Oh, really? That's <laughs> it's like that's like uh, it's like being here in Chicago and saying. I'm from Aurora Land. And it would make sense also that a child would embellish and things like that. And then after it takes a while, uh, you just stick with it. You don't, you know. Well, and not only that, but think about the, uh, think about the challenges in communication when they're coming in speaking Flemish. Mm-hmm. They eventually learn English just from being exposed to it. Yeah. But the translation they're in, they weren't, they weren't taught. Like it wasn't a two way street. It wasn't right. like there was someone there who spoke Flemish who could say, "Oh, your word for Chiborgenborgen is actually our word for cheese." Right? You right. know, they, like they, the the mm, so, so the translation could have been really messed up. Right. Now the other number four, the last thing that could be a possible explanation is they really were from another place. They were brought here by some sort of portal, a stargate, a wormhole, a ship, you name it. Or they're from the center of the earth. The hollow earth is real. And they adapted or died. The boy died. The girl adapted. That's how they lost their green pallor. And uh, it's just a true story, John. I mean, literally, that is has to be an option. Now, I'm not a doctor, but I think the fifth option is simply, uh, you know how in probably second or third grade, you do a science experiment where you'd cut the stem of a fla- a white flower in half mm-hmm. put ha- put green food dye water on one side and blue on the other and it would you know half of it would turn green yeah. half of it would turn blue i think they were just drinking a lot of green water that's the- all water was green in the 1100s oh um, well you just proved me wrong <laughs> now algae is tasty let's go <laughs> It was the original cleanse. Yes, right. <laughs> We're detoxing. Yes, right. I, uh, so let's let's do a thought experiment here. Oh, um, Lord. Oh, Lord. I, I'm serious. Let's say it can't be anything other than paranormal. Right. Okay. Cannot. There are no other explanations. It's a Fortean explanation. It's a Fortean explanation. <laughs> Welcome back to Fortean 51. <laughs> uh, what is the, of those, what do you think is the most interesting, likely, whatever? Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth. You know, it, it, it. Tags off so many things. Their sun, they didn't really see a sun per se. They were in these, they're in this area. It was all twilight, which some of the stories of Hollow Earth say that. They went through a cave or a tunnel and came up into our land. And then you don't have to be alien or anything like that. And who's from a land down under? Way down under. Yeah. You know, Vegemite is green even there. I'm just going to keep going with that. Right. And, you know, I, I, well, that explains it. Vegemite screen. <laughs> and so I think that one that would be <laughs> of the made up ones. Which is your favorite? That one for me. What about you? What do you say? I'd say another uh, dimension. I'd say, you know, a like there was just a wormhole that opened up. Yeah. A little we, we a little bubble popped. And they, and they're like, wow, this is sort of like home, but also nothing like home, which in scientifically speaking, I guess that could happen. We just accidentally the two universes which they say are like bubbles touch and, and uh, they just rubbed yeah real and quick and poof these two kids were the lucky recipients of a sudden, one-way trip berenstein is barnstein and these right. kids are here and shit happens right, right 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 and and that way they could still eat our food they could learn our language because they are they are a parallel version that just they also happened. didn't say that they had they both had goatees because they were from that universe you know <laughs> <laughs> It's like the Star Trek bad, you know, bad Spock. It, it's like instead of Earth, universe. instead of Earth, it's Blurth. Everyone on Blurth has a goatee. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's I don't the way it goes. So, John, <laughs> could this, in one way or another, happen? Could the, what do you, what do you think? Could these children have really been bright green colored and from another land? Could this really happen? I know we were just saying that, but what are the, what's your over under on this actually been a thing? I definitely think two kids showed up to this town and didn't speak the language and didn't. I, and the reason I think that I know that this, I mean, I shouldn't. I guess I'm falling into the same trap that uh, that guy was making fun of earlier. I shouldn't say definitely. 
I think it's likely that two kids of unknown origin showed up in this town and perhaps even had a green tent to them. Remember when a new kid would come to school and everyone was talking about them? Yes. And probably half the shit that was said wasn't true. Well, think about it in the 1100s. You know what I mean? I, I could see just craziness ensuing. Exactly. Exactly. Um, beyond that, I, 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 well, we'll get into more of our final thoughts later, but, uh, that's how, that's where my, uh, yeah, yeah, this happened probably stops. Yeah. How, the, the, the big question is like, how good were the records from the 1100s? Most of, like we said, it's just hearsay. And, well, I mean, on, most on. of them were just monks chanting. I don't know of a ton of bands back then. <laughs> <laughs> did people just hey, believe? Yo. Do you think people just believe stuff outright more then than they did now? Do you think that was a thing where you could say these kids are green and people go, oh, wow. Well, then that's that's proven historically. People were 10, 15, 100 times more open to paranormal the explanations. Mythical and paranormal. For, yeah. Right, 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 right. Because they didn't really know. I, I And, you know. Science says there's other universes and dimensions. So, like, we already answered, you know, could this happen? Yes, technically, but did it? Probably not. But there are scientific answers to this. You know, we talked about this. You brought it up. They lost their coloring. There are reasons for people to be green. You brought up lack of nutrition. There's such a thing as hypochromatic anemia or iron deficiency anemia, and it can cause skin pigmentation. Now, like you said, it's not... You know, you're not ho, 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 green, giant, green, but you have a green pallor to you. It's more common in Asia, but, you know, there's a lack of iron due to bad nutrition, which can be believed in the 1100s, especially if these kids were coming from a war-torn area not too far away. And they could have been raised in a foreign land that accounts for their clothing, their language, the sickness, all that kind of ticks everything. There's other ways that you can be green, too. If you eat too much escargot, you will turn green. That's crazy. Really? really? I yeah. didn't know that. There's a guy I've been treated recently. I just saw he was from, I believe it was India, and that's all he ate, and he was green. I, I mean, who knew people love snails that much? I mean, a, a good a good snail in that butter sauce they put in the little oh, plate, that garlic with butter. The, oh, it's with so the good. Whole, with the uh, like the, the indentations, holes. yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't think I could eat it all day every day. While we're on the subject of weird things that people eat too much of, mm-hmm. and this has nothing to do with today's episode, but I read not too long ago that a guy died from drinking not in one sitting, just overall too much iced tea. Whoa. He drank like, gallons of it a day. Gallons. And like, was it because there's of the, a, ca- the, the, the caffeine? Or? No, there's a chemical inside of, of brewed tea that is, is non-lethal in any dosage that... Jeez, you gotta that, be right. guzzling <laughs> Yes, <then>. yes. <laughs> like, I mean, he must have been drinking Andre the Giant beer proportions of, beer. of iced tea, but it killed him. Wow. That's crazy. If you don't get that example, look up some stories of Andre the Giant drinking beer and whiskey and shit. Look up a picture of Andre the Giant holding a beer. He looks like a shot glass <laughs> in his hand. This is crazy. <laughs> Could that be the cause, though? Do you think, like, some sort of deficiency? What do you think on that? I think that ticks off a lot. If if they really were green, I think a little bit of a green color, you know, could have been at that time blown out of proportion. If that's to be believed, there was also there's another disease, quote unquote, from back then that we since don't call a disease because it doesn't exist called the green sickness. Uh, another another name for it was the virgin disease. Well, Agnes is out. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, or we know how she cured it, at least. It, the green sick, it, the green sickness is not is not what we're talking about with anemia or anything like that. It was in the in the spectrum of women's diseases, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, kind of like you know women having hysteria. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was signaled by these are really really strong symptoms here: uh, pallor, lethargy, weakness. And it was mostly it it was mostly thought to afflict only young virgins in broad strokes. The medical theory was that until a young woman had had her period, her humors built up in her womb in a sort of rotting, festering swamp. So if you were a young woman suffering from the virgin's disease, uh, you had options. Uh, You could engage in marriage, 
which when they say marriage, they meant sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also had certain things they could have you drink. One was called like steel water. And it was basically they put steel filings and steel powder into oh, wine Lord. and mixed it with sugar and made you drink it because it was supposed to force your period. I mean, it, history was not kind to women in general. Um, I'll take the pounding, please. The, the marriage. <laughs> Instead of drinking steel water. and uh, or, or you could just avoid being lazy. But the point is, oh, wow. yeah. now, some of the explanations say that they had green sickness. I don't know how that affected the little boy, too. I right. don't know. I mean, we all know that the green sickness is bullshit, period. But uh, that was another another medical, I'm putting in quotes, explanation. I mean, I'm sure they probably solved it with leaching. You know, right, these are the right. same... <laughs> same uh, yeah. tools it's funny because you know you, you you were talking about this with how it plays into other things there are other stories that you you, you talked about green fairies there was the green knight yeah it's an old parable you know this it turned out to be a a person but an old parable you know uh from english times they always talk about how these green children became a part of tradition and it filters in and now we're still talking about chasing the green fairy little green men for all intents the and green purposes, knight you're talking about sir gawain yes, the stuff from yes. arthurian legend okay yeah arthurian legend and it's just one of those things that it's such a bypass story but has actually fed into the cultural zeitgeist more than we realize i a- think absolutely i i I think that is the best point you've made on the show for a long time though that's not saying much <laughs> how much this little weird story i mean we almost didn't do an episode on has filtered into so many other stories so much other folklore that have nothing to do with it nothing to do with it yeah yeah it's the story that that keeps on giving i still love that it's that it's named after wolf pits but it's called wool pit yeah i still love that the girl was a whore Uh. so that's our thoughts on this nation. What are yours, John? How can they tell us their thoughts? Get on Hysteria Nation. That's our Facebook discussion group. Go to Facebook.com, search Hysteria Nation, and tell Brent how he is a misogynist. Uh, it, well, I'll massage anybody, you know, as long as you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook.com slash Hysteria51Pod. Also, we're at Hysteria51Pod on Twitter. You are no longer welcome for dinner Patreon.com slash Hysteria51. You can find extra episodes and audio dramas and all sorts of fun stuff on Patreon. You can also sniff John Goforth for just $30. It's not a real thing. It is, and we have two people that have signed up already. That is the God's Honest Truth. And if you want to hear your voice on this show, leave us a voicemail. 773-669-7277. 773-669-7277. Again, that's 773-669-7277. And we have a few to play, John. I am excited. What's up, dudes and robots? I was just listening to your Giants episode. And, you know, I was thinking, because you guys were talking a lot about Goliath. And I was pretty sure when I read the Bible in that part, or, you know, Sunday school, whatever, that um, after David killed Goliath, God told him that his whole family was evil, so David like went over and slaughtered them all so they wouldn't reproduce. No. Um, I don't and then that. there's another thing too is I thought I thought that specifically they kind of gave some heights on Goliath, but this one don't quote me on, but I think they measured from like elbow to hands. Could be wrong, but it was like anywhere from like twelve to twenty-two guesstimation. No idea, but yeah, I think it's pretty 22. cool. <laughs> Uh, I don't believe now. See you. <laughs> uh, you know, I, 12 isn't that crazy from your elbow to your hand. You think he meant inches? Yeah. Yeah. 22, that's a that's a brute. The, everything he said is true. It can be found in the new international unstandard <laughs> King James second edition. That's right. But thanks for calling in. Make him say, ah! Ah! Na, 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 na. <laughs> Just got done listening to Nuclear Boy. I listen to you guys all the time, man. Really entertaining. Sweet. But a whole new level of respect with the Master P illusion. <laughs> yeah, man. Guys, <laughs> you doing what you're doing. I'm D510 Cordova. Sorry, D Cordova 510 out of the Bay Area, man. Tell everybody I know about your show. Oh, that's awesome. Really, really good stuff. Keep it grinding. Keep it grinding. I'll catch up with you guys later. Hell yeah. Ask me the green, I need some weed with my Hennessy. Ask me the green, I need some weed with my Hennessy. So I have a real masterpiece story. 
<laughs> Before you tell your story, I just love that we're sitting there shitting on a guy that calls in with like some legitimate, I think I did some research and this might have actually been the size. I'm like, yeah, whatever. This guy calls in and starts quoting Master <laughs> And we're like, yes! <laughs> so it's 2001 and I am in Panama City, Florida for spring break. And there's Club La Vila. It's this huge nightclub. And outside of it on the beach, they have volleyball courts and nets and stuff like that and we had brought our own vo- we're down there for spring break and we had our own volleyball we're playing out there and mtv is there and master p is playing club la vila later that night and so we're playing like guys and girls and so you know and he, they come out they go hey can we uh can we use your volleyball and get some pictures of master p playing volleyball with these girls we're like sure so he's playing and they're playing and you know they're filming it and we're off to the side they're done and master p is like all right peace later and he's walking away with the volleyball my buddy Rex is like, hey, uh, hey, P, can we get our volleyball back? He's like, nah, nah. He fucking stole the volleyball. Took it. And we're like, hey, man, that for real, that's And so we're like walking up trying to get it. And like security and stuff's like, oh, leave him alone, leave him alone. He fucking stole our volleyball. Master P robbed me. <laughs> can you, I would send him an invoice right now. Right. And just I don't know date can, it 1998 or whatever. 2001. I don't know if he can afford it, you know? <laughs> if he if he's got r kelly issues uh money issues he couldn't even get himself you saw r kelly's been in the news he couldn't even pay his bail bail yeah, yeah you know and, so. uh, by the way he's back in jail as of the, the recording of this episode because he also couldn't pay child support um so uh by the way i'm i'm envisioning this story in your mind it's uh uh, uh it's it's very much like excuse me mr p um, we would love to have our volleyball back. Thank you, sir. But like, if you was just a camera recording this whole thing, it's like you just drunk idiot. Hey, ball! That's give me the rock. Pee, give me the rock, ah, please. Ah. And like, <laughs> security is like forcibly restraining you because you're trying to hug. Hey, him. either way, he robbed me. <laughs> so if you want to hear yourself again, 773-669-7277. And if you forget any of this, you can find it all on our website, hysteria51.com. Tell a friend. Tell them about the show. Leave us a five-star rating if you are if you feel froggy. We'd love it on it wherever. iTunes, Podchaser, wherever you're going. Spotify. The I don't know. The iHeartRadio app. There is the perfect spot. You can do that. So, John. If you see any green kids, what are you going to do? Swat them to the ground. That's right. Always, always swat them to the ground. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Butt. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. It was just terrible. I'll never get over it as long as I live. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.